This is Roof English Radio with Darinata, daily English language radio from Iceland's national broadcaster, Roof. It's Roof English and I'm Darren Adam. Thanks very much for your company. Back again in East Iceland, back again at Skriti Kloister uh, with Olaf, who's also better known as... Skotta. Okay, thank <laughs> you for that. Uh, today we've come back to visit a different part of what goes on here. We we will, in a future episode, examine the ruined monastery that we can see from this window. But the window is in the house of Gunnar Gunnarsson, uh, Icelandic writer. And the house we're standing in Built in 1939. Yeah. Well, basically, they brought the plans with them when they came from Denmark in 19, the spring of 1939. Start digging the foundation and start building the house pretty much in June. And they move in before Christmas. So it only took a couple of months. Well, let's talk about Gunnar Gunnarsson a little bit, and then we'll talk about the house. As a writer... I guess to English-speaking readers, he's maybe not as well known as Laxness and other Icelandic writers. How does he fit in? Would you say? Um, well, he's a little bit earlier than Laxness. For for example, he uh, he got his book publishing contract in 1912, started publishing books in Danish, and we had to be translated over to Icelandic as to other languages. Uh, the Good Shepherd, his best-known English book, is was published what 1936. Um, Haldor Laxness, of course, got the Nobel Prize. Uh, Gunnar was nominated four times. He just mm. never got it. He never got it. Always <laughs> the bridesmaid. <laughs> Always, yeah. I even have a like part of the wall where it would fit really well to have a. <laughs> so you, he's kept a space for the. For <laughs> oh the yes, yeah, of yeah, course, yeah. of oh, course. Oh. You know, but um, being one of the older generation, but he is in a way our first professional writer that is just a writer. He pretty much never had any other job. And he kind of led the way for a lot of the other writers mm. later. And he was born very close to here, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, he just born a little bit further down the valley where the yeah. church is, Valtjostadur. Uh, he himself was born in, well, basically his dad was a worker at the farm. Um, so for him to go to school to Denmark was a big feat. Yes. Uh, we joke about it that he was supposed to be in school for two or three years and come back, but he refused to come back <laughs> because he wanted to be a writer. Crazy idea. Um, there is a little bit of truth to the joke because that was always the plan. He always dreamed about that. There must have been money either in his writing or in the family or both because this is a sizable property. In the writing, not in the family. The all family, came from uh, the writing. Yeah, all came from the writing. Mm. Uh, his family was just... Well, his parents started up as workers on the farms and mm. they lived in smaller farms. Uh, his mom actually passed away when he was seven. But um, yeah, n no real fa family money. It's all from the books. All from the books. Yeah. Okay, and built in 1939, as we said. Yeah. We're standing in, well, tell me which part of the house this we're standing in. This is the office. Um, even though they built the house in 1939, they only live here for nine years. So they give the farm and everything to the government in 1948 so we were lucky enough when we opened up the museum to get mm. some of the pieces back so we are standing in front of his desk and uh, his typewriter and his typewriter yeah. last typewriter uh, he got this for a birthday gift when he was 80 really and i mean yeah you see how much old typewriters are going for now in this one is heavy enough to probably kill a person but uh, my favorite 
piece about this typewriter is actually not connected to Gunnar. Mm. I had a younger visitor here a few years ago who asked me if this was a laptop with printer <laughs> included. It's a beautiful old IBM. Definitely doesn't have a touch screen. <laughs> with, with a ball. <laughs> yes, it's so a, a ball instead of a, instead the, of keys. The key, the key system. Yeah, yeah. It's quite funny when I have visitors that used to work on these. They always get a little nostalgic. Yeah. And I don't like, think I've ever seen a typewriter like that. So, so yes, there are no no keys that come up and strike. There is a rotating ball that has all the characters on it. Yeah, and yeah. you can change out the ball depending on which language you're writing in. So he had both with the. Icelandic lettering yes. and with Danish lettering and then he would just switch them out okay. depending on which language he was writing on. And this, as you say, was given to him as a gift late yeah. in, in life. We'll move into another part of the, the museum, the living room. Yeah. Now this pretty much hosts the exhibit about the monastery and, and the excavation. Which we'll talk about in a future, a future Which episode. We'll yeah. talk about it in the future. But you notice that in this room we have a fireplace. In the other room we have uh, another type of fireplace, which is uh, kakalop, uh, which is unique to to, uh, mm -hmm. to this house. There's no one else in, in Iceland that has one of these. Um, and then the rest of this floor, because we are the upper floor, the rest of this floor was bedrooms, bathrooms, hallways, small apartment that his son, his wife lived in behind the wall. and. It's yeah. a really big property. I commented on this as you led me through the building and up the <laughs> stairs and round various corners and such like. And, and here we are in one of the, the bedrooms. It's, yeah. a, it's a big place, isn't it? It is a big place. It's, I think, 730 square meters, yeah. if I count everything, including the walls. The walls, of course, are quite thick because they are double with, uh, in between the walls for insulation. Um, and you will see it's not just big, but there's always been running water, there's always been electricity of some sort, yeah. there's always been central heating, and still they build it in one summer. <laughs> <laughs> and, and when he died, when he passed away, was there a conscious decision that the house should be available for people to see? He actually gave it earlier. They only lived here for nine years, and yeah. when they moved to Reykjavik, they gave it to the government or the, or the Icelandic nation. With that he never imagined this to be a house for one single family. So he had this idea of this might be an orphanage okay. or an old people's home or experimental centre in farming. And this was a farming centre for years. How um, many rooms then in total are, are in this, this pretty no big... Idea. We should count them. Yeah, I was <laughs> like, I have the plans. I can count them. I, just, I know there's 52 uh, doors. Wow, okay. Well, that, that's, <laughs> that's a, a, good, a good place to start. I mean, just continuing here in the bedroom, yeah. or one of the bedrooms, the photos here on the wall of... His family. His family. Uh, we just changed the exhibits this uh, this spring, so we dug into the personal photo archive of the family and dug out some favorites, which we have on the walls. They, of course, he had a Danish wife called Francisca, and they had two sons together. So, we are trying to remind everyone of yeah. the whole family, not just Gunnar. So. And and when you have guests here, when when visitors, when tourists come, mm -hmm. do they have a knowledge of? Gunnar as a writer? Some. Uh, especially then, he was really famous in Germany and, and Good Shepherd or Advent is still quite popular as a Christmas story in Germany and it's been recently published in Italian, for example. But um, more people are looking for some kind of information about some culture, like 
some connection to yes. Icelandic culture or Icelandic life, which we definitely have here. Um, just we are books and writers and house. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We've been in the office. That is, was his most used room. And yes. just the location of the table where he can look over the farm, but he can also see all the way home to where he was born. Yes. And it's the center of the homes, like the kitchen and, and, and the office seem to have been quite... That's where the soul of his writing is, yeah, isn't yeah, it? And you've mentioned yeah. the Good Shepherd, of course, but is, yeah. is that a good place to start if someone wants Excellent to investigate start. his work? Yeah, uh, it both, it's absolutely beautiful. It really is. I'm not just saying this to sell you him as a writer. It is beautiful. And it's also quite short, so yes. <laughs> you don't have to invest too much time to yes. really get into his reading by reading and that one. Has much of his work, most of his work, been translated into English? Yeah, I'll show you. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> let's go and have a look at the work of Gunnar Gunnarsson, which has made it into the English language here on Roof English as we investigate the house that he built in 1939 and lived and worked in. So we're in the library now. Yeah, this is actually one of the old bedrooms, and we turned this into a library, and here you can see all the languages and all the editions of his work that we've been able to get a hold of. It's a, a giant library just full of the writing of one. It feels a bit egotistical, doesn't it, really, I suppose? But, yeah, yeah, well, we are a writer's museum. Yeah. We, <laughs> we kind of have to represent Indeed. all of it. Indeed. Yeah. But what's interesting is that, as you say, it is in lots of different languages, lots yeah. of different bindings, lots of different formats. So a popular writer in many languages. Yeah, and especially point out the Germans, like they all... I think all his books, or almost all his books, were translated over to German. And other languages uh, have some of them, usually always the same mm -hmm. few books. It is, I think, like 20-something languages that he's been pro wow. published in. The new one is coming now. It's been published in Hebrew just now. So there's still a demand there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And we saw renewal in some of the older writers here in Iceland as you have pretty much all over the world when people start to read Emily Bronte again and, and Gwyrn for Lunde and all that. And a lot of the older writers mm. became interesting again and he's just one of them. So we have a very recent Italian version, Czech, Azerbaijan, for example. Really? Mm. That feels niche. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. I, I was quite... I can even show you even a more neat one. Okay. <laughs> so through another door, just to the well, to the back of the, the case that we've just been viewing, into the shop, and here is... Breton. Okay, the Breton language. Yeah. And, do, I mean, do these sell here? Do you get tourists coming from all different parts yeah, of yeah, the world? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, we, of course, try to have them in the newer population so we can actually sell them. Uh, yeah, we absolutely try to point this out. But talking about a niche language, this is almost as small as Icelandic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so who is the person that knows both Breton and Icelandic? <laughs> it's actually, uh, what's her name again? It's Icelandic lady, okay. Olaf Pietersdottir. Okay, so it's been translated directly then from Icelandic? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that shows that, as I said, there is the demand for the work of Gunnar Gunnarsson and the demand to see the place where he lived and where he worked. It's about uh, 20 to 11 in the morning as we have this conversation. You open at 11. Yeah, now in September we open at 11. Yeah. In and the summer we open from 10 to 6, but in the fall we're, it's, yeah, okay. well, 11 I'll, to 5. I will let you get on with that because I'm sure the crowds will be 
on their way to knocking soon. on the door. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. My Very much appreciated. It's Roof English, and I'm Darren Adam. Thank you for your company today. Get in touch with us anytime. We are English at ruv.is. There is more from Roof English with all the news from Iceland in English at ruv.is/english. Roof English Radio is daily English language radio from Iceland's national broadcaster, Roof.